lifestyle. It's the bachelor lifestyle. Hello and welcome. You are listening to the Bachelor Lifestyle from the ballerlifestyle.com. Easy for me to say. Thank you very much for enduring the Clayton Eckerd season of The Bachelor. A tough, tough viewing, particularly the last and final episode. Uh, let's break it down now. I'm joined as I am each and every episode of this pod by my dear, 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 dear friend, Jason Stewart. Jason, what's up? Hello, everybody. Yeah, buddy. Hello, hello there. Hello. So, um, you know, I as as I've mentioned on this podcast, you know, our show is often referred to as the Great White in a Sea of Bachelor podcasts. I've heard it referred to as that before. And the re- the reason why it's the Great White is because this podcast has teeth, and most of the other stuff is very fluff. You know, it caters to Bachelor Nation. And as luck would have it, you know, you and I take pride in not really trafficking and and the... Uh, spoilers. Spoilers, but also everything that comes with The Bachelor. Because as I said, there's a sea of Bachelor podcasts out there. Bachelor podcasts are pretty, yeah, pretty successful. Um, and I, just because this finale... Uh, just you know it it has such an impact on me the last couple of weeks this this finale and the and the uh and the overnights and everything i actually went and consumed the other podcast because you clayton, did because the subject on the show clayton actually did a couple of the the more uh you know the more known bachelor podcast and yeah, i guess he did. he did did he do nick vile's podcast the worst oh he was there fucking mumbling like why do they have that why did they have rodney there oh my god we got to get rodney's opinion on what's going on what how, how are people gonna move on from this season of the bachelor without and hey no offense to rodney yes he looks like a combination between robert smith and who's the other guy oh and darren williams he looks like a combination between robert smith and darren williams I'm sure he's a great guy, but what expertise does he lend to this situation? Why is Claire there? I don't know. What happened to Claire's face? Many questions. Go on. And just Why to is explain, Nick Lyle there mumbling. Just to extend, explain, when Beckner says <laughs> the cross between Robert Smith and Darren Williams, he's not referring to the cure Robert Smith. No, definitely not. He's referring, he's referring <laughs> to the former Viking. Now, <laughs> definitely uh, not. <laughs> and and I, I like how they did give him that forum. They brought Rodney on. And I, they brought him on because he was a part of Clayton's season of The Bachelorette. So I guess oh. always, but but they were they were short on time. You know, they were up against it, as we say in the industry. So Ooh. they literally gave him like fifteen seconds. They so whatever accommodations Rodney had to make for being on TV, he was on TV for fifteen seconds. And I will, I'll disagree with your, um, you know, I. I I've had a lot of vitriol about Nick, and I'm not a big fan of his. But I do. I will say this: um, he took advantage of his 90 second answer, and I thought he actually made a lot of good points. And I'll get into that a little bit well, later. As, but. as as this may come as a surprise to you, 
but I saw his stupid fucking face on the screen and his dumb ears and his mumbly ass mumble mumble mumbles. And I immediately hit the fast forward on my Hulu because four hours of the finale of Clayton Eckert of all people is much too much. So I fast forwarded through it. So if you're, if you're telling me that Nick Vile made a good point, I, I suppose I t- I'll take your word for it. Well, the, the thing that bothers me about Nick and I, I learned this yet again, or it reminded me as I'm listening to his podcast, the vile files that, not only was he one of the most annoying bachelors in the history of the show, but um, he's from Wisconsin, but somehow he sounds like a valley girl from the mid-80s. Yes. Like he sounds like a teenage girl from uh, Calabasas from have you, 1985. Have you, have you seen that the clip of the very viral clip of Julia Fox from the from that Adam Sandler movie where she's like on she's like I was Josh Safdie's move on, on she's talking about the movie Uncut Gems and she goes I was Josh Safdie's muse on the on Uncut Gems. <laughs> so Nick Vile like for whatever reason sounds like that he's like yeah. too cool for Uncut Gems yeah so um anyways my point was. Because I was so, um, you know, what's the word? Entranced is that a word? Uh, I was so, I was so captivated by yeah, the season yeah. of The Bachelor that I, I, I took in some post finale podcasts just Insane. to learn more. This so, anyway, I mean, I'm glad you're here to do this because I would never do this. I, the only person's opinion I want about this show is my own and yours a little bit. That's who. That's who I'm interested in. Talking well, about the show, I, I, I that, could give a shit what Nick Vile Nick, 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 I've, I've fucked just every starlet on TV, and I look like this, and I was, I was like, oh, my ears are big. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, so anyways, um, to the uh, to the quick, let's quickly go over the four hour two night um, finale of The Bachelor oh. now. Hey, for the record, I made it for through like two hours and fifteen minutes. Okay, let's I, I would I would expect no uh, nothing different. So, um, remember the last we left off, um, he had just been crushed and then uh, uh, emotionally abused. Susie, who um, for whatever reason having sex with two other women before. Yes. Uh, a third night of, of intentionally trying to have sex with her was yeah. a deal breaker. He's trying to go three yeah. for three, as has yeah. often ha- happened on The Bachelor. No disrespect. Yeah. So so we're left to kind of pick up the pieces from that. So The Bachelor has Clayton sitting in an Iceland church. Now, keep this in mind. The first scene is Jesse Palmer coming on stage because this is a live kind of viewer party of the finale of the bachelor. So Jesse Palmer comes on stage and he gives us all the typical hyperbole about the craziest finale ever. And the, the rose ceremony from hell he teases and all this stuff. So anyways, the first, uh, I guess scene on, on tape is back in Iceland, Clayton's in a church, and he's saying, I'm broken and I need help. And it's this big religious thing where he's trying to look for, for guidance and really cheesy it's stuff. so patronizing to us, Jason, because I do recall while he was um, 
at some point he mentioned his faith, I believe at some point during the season. And now he's like, they're like, Oh, he's praying on it in Iceland after he's like seen the error of his ways on, on slaying a couple of contestants and realizing that was not the path he wanted to take. So he's going to think about it in church in a turtleneck. Yes. So what, (laughs) what he comes up with in the, in the turtleneck is I need, I need to tell the two other women about my uh, my encounter with Susie and why she's not on the show because you know they're supposed to be at a rose ceremony where there's three of them and he and he sends one home yeah. the other two just think that Susie's still in the mix and he's like okay here's my plan I'm gonna tell them everything now this is a, this is a key word I'm gonna be completely transparent that's what he says over and over again with these two women now that's foreshadowing because yeah. complete transparency but I'll leave out the one thing that would really get me in trouble. So Did you say transparency? Complete transparency. You mean transparency? Yeah. Transparency. There it is. Yes. Yep, exactly. Okay. Okay. So, um, I mean, I, I guess transparent. You never know if if he has transparency, um, because we haven't met we haven't right. met the parents yet. Right. So maybe, maybe that's what yes. I was referring to. We do meet so, them eventually. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, um, so, anyways, um. He basically says, "I'm gonna, I'm gonna go to the rose ceremony and just spill my guts." Now, um, he first meets with Jesse Palmer. Jesse Palmer all season. Now, keep in mind, I think one of the reasons why Jesse Palmer was hired to be the new host of The Bachelor is to be kind of a mentor to The Bachelor oh because God, because he's been in oh he's been in God. his shoes, right? So, uh, you know, uh, Clayton goes to Jesse. Oh and he's my like, God. I'm I'm torn apart here. I don't know what to do. I I I prayed on it, um, but I think I'm I, I think I just need to tell the women and uh, Jesse, very consistent all season, offers zero advice and basically no. is like, sounds like he got a plan, my man. See you then. See he you does there. say no. He does say that. He does say that. But well, first of all, Clayton goes. Clayton says something that no one that is not reading the lines of a movie script has ever said before. This is how, you know, the show's bullshit. He goes, he he's like going, he's first of all, um, Jesse is telling, I, Jesse says that, um, Clayton was completely left shattered. He's, he's telling, I think, um, Susie, cause he meets with Susie eventually. And he says, Clayton was left shattered. And Clayton says, Clayton says, I'm so broken. No human being has ever said that. Like he's doing his confessional, the camera and he's like, I'm so broken. And then he sits down, they sit down outside and they're like, he, and, and Jesse's like, so, you know, what do you, what's going on? Um, you know, what do you, what do you expect from the, or how do you want to move forward? And, and Clayton's like, yeah, I don't know. It's just like, I destroyed these people's lives. And I, you know, I thought I loved them all and I'm not sure. And I'm, but I would definitely want to be with Susie and I don't know. And then Jesse looks right at him and he goes, it's crazy. (laughs) Which, which he does. This that's exactly what he's been doing the entire season. That's crazy, man. Yes, yes, it's, yes. Uh, Jesse Palmer, who I'm not going to stop reminding people of this. He, when he the, he spent the first couple episodes of the season 
reminding people that he had been the bachelor once and that he knows that it works. Even though he was not with the person he chose on the show and married somebody else like years later, yes. he knows that he knows it works. He probably means what he meant by yeah. that is he knows that it works in the sense that you can get balls deep with several <laughs> contestants. Like that, he's like that. It actually does work for that. It works in that you're going to get a lot of play after yes, after yes. you dump the woman you meet on the show. You're gonna you're so, gonna yeah. get famous and you're gonna be able to do color commentary on SEC games. Yeah. Um. So here's Clayton's big plan. He goes to the rose ceremony and they have a they have this big dramatic thing now. The place they chose to do it in, it's kind of like the Louvre of Iceland. It's it's just like kind of a, I don't know, pyramid-shaped building, yeah. lots of lights. There's yeah. a, a stairway that's about a thousand steps that each of the contestants has to walk up, which is very uncomfortable because you know they're in their freaking, you know, tuxedo and, and whatnot. And it's just got – by the top of the stairway, you just got to be full of sweat. But anyways, um, Clayton – finally arrives after the two women are kind of looking over their shoulders like what happened to Susie where's Susie and then Clayton walks in and it blows their mind and he says this is the reason why Susie's not here hold on hold on a second because it's again this is so cloying at this part because the girls are so overplaying it they're almost like mimes where they're like looking they're like lifting up like pieces of furniture (laughs) they're like ooh, they're like doing the face where they where they look around every direction and they're like oh my god is she under the rug where's Susie? like they're 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 looking at each other like holy cow what's happening right now we can't believe it it's so fucking fake that we're, we're supposed to believe that they all they weren't aware that Susie was not going to be showing up to the thing. It was so obvious. It was the, the producer cue. Uh, Hey girls, look, look for Susie. Yeah. Um, so, uh, Clayton gives them the long and short of it. Now, again, I'm going to emphasize this. He is giving them complete transparency, complete transparency. And he says that he sat down with, uh, Susie and she had, articulated to him that if you have fallen in love with one or both of the other women or have been intimate with either of them, that's right. Physically intimate. I'm, I'm out. Like I, I, I don't want to, I don't want to be with you because that would compromise us. And that's not for me, no judging you, but this is, that's, that's, those are my ethics. And then she, she left. And, but before that I told her, that I had been intimate with both of you. Yeah. Now. Didn't need to say that. Keep this in mind. Keep this in mind. I told her that I had been intimate with both of you. So so they're finding out at the same time that not only did Susie leave the show or whatever, but that he slept with the other person, even though they've each been told that he loves them and he thought that they they maybe thought that they had been having sex with them because they were in love and they were going to get married they were being told at the same time this is like the, the one of many things that Clayton does that's completely disrespectful and i will say this neither of these women 
want this want this shit out on the street. In other words, the bachelor, the bachelor has had like twenty five seasons, and I I can almost guarantee that eighty percent of the overnights uh, there have been sexual relations. Yep, we we never know about it because most people have had like just the respect for the other people yep. to not, to not openly admit to it or, or state it. So, but, uh, hey, but, but before we, before we move on from that, it's, it must be noted that mumble ass dipshit is the first person to openly put somebody on front street when he <laughs> lost to that dude. I can't remember who he lost to. Oh, Josh, the football player, Josh, yeah, yeah, he uh, brother went to Georgia, played quarterback. Yeah, not it's not Josh Rogers. No, Josh, no, that's uh, yeah, Taylor right. Rogers. Josh, Josh Murray. But anyway, Josh, yeah. no, hold on, hold on. Yeah, Josh Murray, Murray wins, and yeah. Nick, everybody's favorite, who's this butthurt little bitch, is like says straight up to Andy, "If you don't, if you didn't love me, then why did you?" Make love to me. Right. And that was that was a shocking the revelation. Ultimate, the ultimate dick move. Like huge some, betrayal. Like somebody said it something out loud that you're not supposed to say out loud. And to my point here, you're yes. you're taking away these two women's power of telling the rest of the world that they had sex on national television. Of course. Like, their family's watching. Their grandparents. Their, their, their friends. Their, you, you have stolen that from him, from them, in this moment by telling and, yes. them that that's yes. what he said on, on TV. It, it's, it's and I, and I hesitate to use this term because in no way do I feel like it describes either of these women or any women it's a derogatory term, but it's an it's an understood way to describe what he did. It's slut shaming. He's he's saying that there's these women had sex with me, and it, that's not his information to share publicly. Correct. So yeah. that's just one of many things that this dumbass has done wrong along the way. But so so he tells them both, and then he's like, um, "I totally understand if." If, if that's a deal breaker for you, I just wanted to be completely transparent with you. Now, what did he leave out? He left out this little detail, the, the detail where he told Susie that I love the others, but I love you most. The most. Yes. Yeah. He left, <laughs> he left that little detail out. So uh, these women are crushed. Uh, Gabby, Gabby walks out um and Rachel just breaks down crying there's just a ton of tears Great. a lot of drama uh Jesse Palmer comes in great host uh mentor and states out loud those two are hurt right now yeah, yeah. and then and then leaves <laughs> uh, he actually says i wish you all the best and then he leaves yeah. um so i love um Clayton goes to Gabby first Yep. Gab- Gabby, by the way, gained so much respect from me in these last totally. couple episodes. Like we thought that she was just kind of a fun cheerleader, but she actually, of all the women here, were, was the most uh, articulate and um, I think had the most cutting lines because totally she was she had self respect. He went to her and he start he tried to explain to her what Susie had done. And it was almost in that moment, like he was talking to a buddy 
as opposed to a woman that he had told that he loved and had sex with, he, he was like, yeah, I just wish she would have told me what exploring all options meant. I just wish she would have said that. And it's like, why the hell would Gabby want to hear this? Like, she's not your confidant in this moment. She's a she's a chick that you basically just dumped and told the, you know the world uh, her most private secrets. Um, so she basically is not having it. She's yeah. like, I'm not I'm not doing this. Screw this. And she hymns and haws and whatnot. And then he does what he does a lot. I'm so sorry. I apologize that you feel this way. Uh, I think this is still worth fighting for, which this is the second time he's told a second person. I think this is still worth fighting for. Yeah, he makes and it their fault. He makes it their if, problem. It's not anything wanna, he yeah. did. If you don't want to fight for this, uh, you know, then this is on you. So Gabby kind of goes away and you don't know what her decision is. Then he goes back to Rachel and he's explaining to her and she's just devastated. Well, long story short, um, they have yet somehow have a freaking rose ceremony throughout this entire thing. Oh, that was so weird. So first of all, they both girls run away dejected. Right. Yes. After he says the shit, Ga- he goes and talks to Gabby. Gabby's like, yeah, nah. Or she's like, I don't know. I don't want to be, I don't want to be the one you like the most. I want to be the only one you like, blah, blah, blah. Rachel, who is a, the way this ends up is a real bummer. Cause she was a number one draft pick for bachelor in paradise. Obviously she, she runs collapses on the stairs. Miraculously in front of the under the most perfect TV lighting you can have. And then she goes through all these histrionics where she's laying on the stairs. She's crying all the while. She's got one missing acrylic on her right middle finger that it's impossible not to stare at. I'm sure Jason, I'm sure you were much like me transfixed to her one broken nail in that, in that portion of the show. And then he goes and like comforts her. And he's like, he's like, I just want to continue with, with both of them. He's like, I, whoever I pick, I, I want to love the most. And it's, he just has no clue how love works, but, but he somehow he's able to console and wrangle them both back to a rose ceremony that they just already had. And then, then then they do a second rose ceremony. So that's where you were. Oh my God. Gabby basically can't accept the rose. She says, I won't accept the rose. Um, Yes. And she has some good lines. I don't want to be the most loved. I want to be the one you love. Okay. That's a good one. I've never felt measured. Now I do. I mean, she's getting in some good ones. Um, but yet again, man, he, he, I don't know if he talked her into it or if the show was like, look, if you don't come back, this is, this isn't even going to be a show. Like we can't, like we need contestants to, to finish this out because Gabby somehow agrees to meet the parents and, and accepts the rose. Like she's back in. Um, so Rachel accepts the rose. He turns her around because his whole his whole um you know the way that he convinces her is hey this is worth fighting for please accept my apology and meet my family please say you'll do this for me 
Rachel gets a rose. Gabby gets a rose. They're both going to meet the parents. Now, unreal. This is they, unreal. They go back to uh, Los Angeles, I think it is, a soundstage, yep. and they have Bachelor Nation alum with their commentary on what's going on so far. So Nick Vile is on the couch. Uh, Michelle, the bachelorette is on the couch. Yep. And I think it's Caitlin, right? Um, oh, you know what? Allie yes. from uh, Underwood season, she shows up too. Uh, a lot uh, of work. Uh, done. No, Cassie. Cassie, a lot of work done. A yep. lot of work done since, yep. uh, since Underwood. Um, so, and maybe she, maybe she got a lot of work done so that she, could exist in society without Colton Underwood stalking her. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. She she knows she's finally got his tracking device off her vehicle, but she's had to change her face yeah. to hide from him. Oh, from to hide from him and his Netflix series where he's being celebrated. Yes, just like the people on the FBI's most wanted list, they get yes. facial yes, new faces. Yes, so they can't be seen in airports and stuff. Yes. Susie, like El Chapo. Yeah, Susie probably uh, took that measure to get away from Underwood, um, who, by the way, is gay and engaged. So uh, good luck yeah. to Colton. Yeah, no, um, we've moved on because because if you say you're gay or admit that you're gay or announce that you're gay, it's then forgotten that you terrorized yeah. a person prior to that announcement. Right, exactly. Um, so Nick Vile, like I said, he actually says something smart in the moment. Like, you know, they go to Nick, what do you think so far? Um, and Nick, Nick says, uh, that Clayton forgot to tell the two of them that he told Susie that he's most in love with, with them. So now like, even, even if things kind of go forward, the watchback is going to be horrendous if, if anything else. Um, and then Vile actually says, look, Clayton is concerned about finding love for himself, not, not love with somebody else. And that's exactly what this is. I, I said this last week. It's, it's like Clayton thinks that it's the bachelor who chooses who he is, who he's with. And this is the bachelor's journey and don't do anything to, uh, to, to ruin that, to, yeah, to detour exactly. me from my yes. journey. Yeah, exactly. It's 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 basically a fuck your feelings. Yes, exactly yeah. right. Um, so, anyways, now's the time to meet the parents, right? Very awkward um, situation because Clayton sits down and he explains to his mom and dad, which his dad kind of looks like Alec Baldwin. I really like a lot. You could tell he's a no nonsense guy. Yep, a, a guy that has a lot of issues with the way his son has handled himself. Mm -hmm. You can tell he's a little embarrassed. He, um, see, he seems to have quite a lot of dick and balls too. Did you notice that he was really had like a, like a, a, the way he was sitting on the couch. It just it seemed like he had a full package there in his khakis. You, you notice that? I definitely did. Yeah. Awesome. Um, so he explains to his family what he's done, his uh, mother and his father, and then his two brothers who were just there to be seen, just there for the, uh, collateral uh, women that they'll well, get uh, off, why was, off air. Why was his youngest brother somehow also his much older brother? Did we figure that out at all? <laughs> Looked a lot older. Yeah. And my, I, I got to give my uh, my uh, buddy Jonesy credit for the line that they're both sporting chains, both brothers uh, sporting chains, just yeah. like uh, just like Clayton. And so, uh, 
So he's explaining to his family what he's done, and they're just like, they're shocked because it only kind of makes sense in Clayton's mind. It doesn't make sense to rational people's mind, especially your parents. Yeah. When you tell them that you had sex with two women and that the third woman that you were hoping to have sex with had an issue with that. And the whole time, his father's commentary is like, um, yeah, actually should have a problem with that. Yeah, that, that's totally understandable. He he stopped just short of saying, duh. Yeah, yeah. No, he was basically – his mom looked horrified. Like, what is right. wrong with you? But Like, p- people are going to know you're my son when you're on TV. <laughs> this is fucking embarrassing. And the dad was like, yeah, she should be pissed. Like, what is wrong with you? You're you got problems, kid. Yeah, and he utters the line that we've seen in in, um, in the teases the last few weeks. The dad says, "Man, you've really screwed the pooch now, son." You know, and and what yeah. he's referring to is like, "Look, how the hell are you going to bring two women here that you have told that you were intimate that you've told that you were intimate with each other, and your heart is with another woman?" But anyways, the dad isn't isn't fully informed, so. Um, they're like, all right, let's meet Gabby. The mom is actually like, it's going to be weird kind of meeting her because she's, she's the consolation prize. And Clay's like, mom, don't look at this as a consolation prize. Yeah. One of them could be your daughter-in-law. Like- no, she was, she, she was speaking actual <laughs> truth. And yeah. as he was saying that his whole family was like looking away they're like, oh, we can't make eye con- contact during this bullshit. <laughs> See, I, I, my note is pops is giving him the look of. You are so naive. You've got to be shitting me. Um, but so Gabby, Gabby gets out of the SUV. She's, uh, you know, the tears are gone and she's put on her smile and she has, she has flowers and gifts. This is kind of a common thing to bring to the parents. And dumbass Clayton says, are those for me? No, they're for your fucking family. They, no, she brought yes. gifts and flowers for your yes, fucking family. She a, you fucking- She had a CVS gift, gift bag. <laughs> and with some b- bullshit fucking chocolates in it or something and some flowers and like a dipshit. Cause he thinks everything's about him. Like he's, he's been so low key this whole season, but the, and maybe that's the edit, but as soon as he had sex with everybody, you realize <laughs> that this guy is a fucking as selfish as anybody that's ever been on the show to the point that she shows up with an obvious gift for his family. And he thinks it's for him. Those for me. Um, yeah. So Gabby shows up and, you know, she's just really sweet to the family. The family's sweet with them. And, and you know, the mom and dad pull her aside and they're like, hey, he told us about the whole thing. They both basically said, we're surprised that you're here. I mean, that, that says a lot about you, that you're still willing to kind of stick this out. But the family is basically like, I can't believe you're here. Like, it, after all of this. Totally. And so, um, so then... Same thing happens with Rachel, right? Um, but Rachel's a little bit more dramatic, and um, you could just tell that. I, I think the I think the dad was something like, first of all, I can't believe you're here. Um, I would have smacked him in the moment. Yeah, she said totally. That. So, yeah, so the dad the dad's promoting um, yeah. smacking people and kid and smacking kids. I love that. The dad uh, Brian. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. So um so after Rachel and Gabby meet he he sits down with his family and he's like what do you think and um and the family is basically like hey they yeah they're both cool but i mean 
they're both very skeptical that he yeah. could possibly be with any of these two after what he's done. And he's like, well, I, you know, I've, I've done a lot of praying on this and uh, I, my heart is still with somebody who, who you didn't meet. It's with Susie. Unbelievable. Yeah. Unbelievable. The, the, the dad lost his shit. The dad was like, yeah. are you basically, are you fucking kidding me? Yeah. You, you told you, you, you beg these two women to stay in this process and you introduce yeah. them to us. And now you're saying that your heart is somewhere else. I think his dad actually tried to talk him out of it. Like, Hey son, that, that woman's gone. She's out. She told you no, and she's out yeah. of here. Yeah. And, and lo and behold, shocking Jesse Palmer comes in. Yeah. Shows Jesse, up to her room. Her hair is yeah. curled. No, no, no. Jesse Palmer comes in first to the with the oh. parents and the and the two brothers with chains, yeah. and and, uh, and Clayton, and says, "Well, as it just so happens, Susie is still in Iceland." Oh yeah, shocker. Yes. yes. Shocker. Yeah. What She's is what still a in Iceland? It's a week later. Could you imagine yeah. if somebody had just broken your heart? You're like, oh, why don't I linger in Iceland in my hotel? Like, how many times can you go to those thermal pools? Like, how many times can you see the Black Sand Beach? Like, it's I've, you've been there long enough. Head home, girl. Oh, by the way, before Jesse got there, there was a great exchange. Uh, uh, you know, uh, Clayton's trying to convince his mom that Susie's the one. And he says, you don't understand, mom. You didn't meet her. She's a once-in-a-lifetime girl. Yeah. And and the mom says what every audience member was thinking. But you were intimate with the other two. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So uh, also she, how how creepy is that that he's like he's like so mom uh, the problem is is that I bang these other two chicks and <laughs> and I, I'm just like who has that conversation with the, right. the their mom and the mom was like looking uncomfortable he's and he keeps going on he's like yeah so you know it was probably a mistake that I was intimate and got real sexual with the other two and the moms you, you look like the mom wanted to like crawl into the couch it was so uncomfortable <laughs> so so um this is the cliffhanger jesse says Susie is still in iceland and for whatever reason he says so tomorrow you'll know for sure like all this is so fucking um scripted and planned out so that that's the cliffhanger from monday night where right. now the cliffhanger is Clayton is going to go talk to Susie. Now, I had said to Christina at the time, my girlfriend, I said, this dipshit has, has played everything so wrong. I don't think he's going to tell the other two women that he's going to try for Susie. I think he's going to think that he can still keep them as options. Yep. And then and then yep. go to Susie to see if it works out. Well, this that's um, this is exactly what he did. Now, couple couple ways to go with this. Either production was like he fucked up so bad, we gotta we gotta make a finale out of this. Mm -hmm. In which case, Susie, hang around. We're gonna shoot a finale where you guys end up together. But don't worry, you can break up you know, three months later, don't work. We'll just, you know, make some IG posts. And once you do that, your contract is fulfilled. Right. Right. I forgot. Or, my, uh, I forgot my other train of thought on it. Well, I mean, basically you were saying that he could have told Susie and kept the other two um, for right. just in case, or he tells the two and creates this, this dramatic finale, which exactly. Exactly. He, did. he yeah. ended up, he ended up uh, saying, I need to tell the other two, 
yet again being completely transparent. So um, Clayton sets up this thing where, well, first of all, um, he uh, Jesse Palmer goes to Susie's room completely out of the blue, um, so out of the blue and shocking that Jesse was at the door, that she was fully made up and dressed up, and there was a camera guy in her room. Insane. Full sh- showing, showing over her shoulder as Jesse was at the door. But it was a complete shock. Full face uh, of professional makeup. Just so happened that she wasn't at the Hot Springs at that moment or at the Black Sam- Sand Beach. She was there with her hair curled and a full face of professional makeup and a cameraman. And she's like, oh, my God. All these lights are set up in my rooms as you happen to show up. Amazing. <laughs> yeah. Um, he basically says, look, um, Clayton's a huge wreck. He wants to see you one last time. Um, I really think you should see him. So Jesse, he doesn't play the objective host in this moment. He doesn't say, um, we totally understand if you don't want to see him again. But he'd like to talk to you if you can. He said, I really think you should see him. Like, he she he basically just puts her on the spot. Like, the show probably thinks you should see him to, you know, to make better TV. Completely compels her to do this. Um, let's see. So, what, you know what? I'm trying to think of how I, uh, how I mix this. He told, yeah. he didn't tell Susie first. Before he told the other girls, did no, he? no. So he t- he talks to her, but she's like, he, he's like, yeah, you, yeah, you, you, got it, you got it, you got it, yeah. She she's like, you made me feel wrong and bad, and he she, he does the thing that all guys do, where he's like, I'm sorry, I made you feel that way, where he doesn't actually apologize for the thing he did that was fucked up. The the I'm sorry. I'm sorry that you felt that way is a lot different than I sorry that I I'm sorry that I did this to you. Exactly. And he, and he and he also goes to this one a lot. I never intended on hurting you. Exactly. And that is such a that is such uh those words are completely empty. No no one no one believes that you intended to do any of this. You're just a fucking dumbass who has a 12-year-old emotional maturity and you don't know how to deal with women. And you did what yes. all all, you know, you know, teenage boys do when a lot of women like them and you just had sex with everybody and thought this was cool. But anyways, um you're right. He does meet with her first. And yeah. you know, he's like I had a chance to think and I you know, I treated you the wrong way and I, I want you to give me another shot. And in that moment, like Susie said all the right things. And I really wish this was the walk-off moment because she said, you treated me wrong. Yeah. Um, when you turned, it was humiliating. Uh, you tr- The way you treated me, you made me feel wrong and bad. She was basically saying everything that you and I had talked about last week as far as like on national TV, he emotionally abused a woman. Yes. And I, I hope he doesn't get away with it. So I was thinking in this moment, she's telling him off she, yeah. and she, and this is it. This this yeah. is going to be it. So um, he begs her to reconsider and she does what they always do on The Bachelor. She doesn't say anything. She says, give me a, give me a chance to think about this. So yeah. Clayton says, since she's thinking about it, yep. I need to tell the other women. Um, I need to go and tell Gabby and Rachel. I need to update them and I need to break up with them because 
My heart is elsewhere. Um, one of the first mistakes he makes in this, the decision, and I've heard after the fact this was his decision. I'm going to go to both of them in the room as they're sitting there, and I'm going to break up with both of them at yeah. the same time. Insane. Uh, Insane. Leaving, leaving him completely vulnerable. Uh, but from what we know of Clayton, he's not the kind of guy – like. The the reason those two chicks are still there is because he doesn't want to leave empty handed. Right. Right. So the fact that he goes and meets with Susie gets no assurances from her and then leaves and goes, okay, I better go break up with these other two chicks leads me to believe that this, this guy was given assurances. Maybe, maybe who knows? Anyways, well, I mean, we'll he's he's going to go away with no chick at the end of this. Like he obviously knew Susie we'll had been had been told how to behave. Right. My my read on this is that somebody with some sense. I mean, the producers are all about humiliating you and making you look awful on camera. But it was somebody with some sense was like, you know, while you wait for Susie, no matter what her decision is, you need to tell the other women. So I, I think he decided to do that or was coaxed into doing it. And, but his decision to break up with both of them in the same room has gotten a lot of shit since, right? Of he course. He both in the room and he's like, yeah, I just want to let you both know. Uh, yeah. Um, I, my, my heart is, is no longer in this room. <laughs> I yeah, think he said that. Yeah. It, it's, with, it's with Susie. Yeah. It, it was a real two birds, one stone situation. Yeah. He's like, why do I want to go two places to break up with people when I can just break up with them? In one place. And also, I just broke up with them two days ago. I broke up with them two days ago, and now I'm going to break up with them again. It's a double heartbreaker. Quadruple, because there's two of them. I mean, he, he talked both of them into staying on the show and because it's worth fighting for. And then a day later, he's saying, my heart's not in it. Um, insane. Total, I mean, insane. A, total, a complete dick move, and he doesn't realize it's a dick move. And this is this is supposed to be redemption for him. He ends up looking like an even bigger piece yeah. of shit. His parents know he's a piece of shit. His younger, older brother knows he's a piece of shit. And and I kind of figured this out about this dipshit. Like he does have the best intentions, and he only considers his journey. So. If you're only thinking those two things that I'm following my heart, so these other two women will, of course, understand because it's my heart and it's my journey. So he tells them both. Gabby just gets up and walks off. Again, Gabby's kind of the hero of this finale. And he walks off. She walks up and says, I am not going to talk to you. And she just walks off into the other room. Um he, as as he's prone to do, follows her, knocks on the door, opens the door, says, uh, could we talk? And she's like, yeah. So that lasted like 10 seconds. I'm not exactly. going to talk to you. Yeah, exactly. Um, so I'm glad they did because she hit some with some real zingers. You know, like she she was basically like, um, you know, the whole time she kind of had this look on her face like she just smelled something awful. But he she gives it to him again. I, I can't I just I can't believe that you just talked me into returning and then you do this to us. Um, so anyways, he does the old move that most people go to in this awkward moment, 
because I guess it makes him look like a good person. He says, can I walk you out? Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. and she, she had the great line. She's like, no. And then yeah. she had a, a great look on her face. Of course you can't. Why, why would you be able to walk? I'm not going to give you any kind of relief here, dude. No. You just nope. fucked me over twice. Yep. Um, so anyways, so she walks out and gets in the limo alone. And meanwhile, they're back in the LA studio and in a box and they show her grandfather in the, in the audience, her grandfather that likes to share stories about her having oral sex and stuff. He was sitting there like cheering and you could see everybody in the uh, studio audience was cheering that she did all this. And then they show a little bubble from the LA studio watching live of Tony, Rachel's father. Yeah, Tony, Tony oh, yeah. is the ex mafia yeah. guy. Yeah, he's who, he's uh, in the witness relocation program in, in Florida. Um, hardcore mafia guy who basically looks like he he wanted to kill Clayton in the hometowns. He's watching, so the show is is foreshadowing a potential conflict of Clayton and the father because Clayton's going to have to uh, to uh, face the music when he gets back. But anyways, he goes up to uh, Rachel. And Rachel's crying and pouring her heart out. She takes a different tact than Gabby did. Gabby was like, screw you, dude. Rachel was like, I can't believe you're doing this to me. Like, I just can't believe that you're breaking up with me. I, I've stuck with you this entire time. Like, she has. She stuck with them through, the, through everything. And I can't believe you're putting me in a car right now. She literally says that. I can't believe you're putting me in a car right now. Yeah. So, uh, so that ends, and now we get a chance for Rachel to confront Clayton in the LA studio in in uh, in real time, and then we get a chance for Rachel to confront Clayton in real time. Rachel gets in a lot of great zingers, but um, I do need to bring this up. You know, you know the the world famous John Ramos. John Ramos uh, worked on uh, Jay Moore's show, longtime radio vet. He's uh, he works on the Doug Gottlieb show right now. I work with him every day, right? World, so he's world famous in the sense that he's a friend of yours. Yeah, he's a friend of mine, and he's been in radio a long time. Everyone knows about him. You know John okay. Ramos. He's yeah. the uh, technical producer with the Doug Gottlieb show, Fox Sports Radio, and he watches the show uh, with his wife and his daughter. And you know, we talked about this episode. And he brought up a moment that I almost completely forgot about. Um, and I have to give credit for, to, to Ramos for, for bringing this to my attention. When Rachel comes out and she's pouring her heart out um, to, uh, to Clayton on the couch. And, you know, she's crying and, 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 but doing a good job of, of really letting him have it. And he keeps doing the... Uh, I apologize that you feel that way. And, um, you know, I never intended on hurting you and blah, blah, blah. So, um, so Jesse Palmer, <laughs> after their exchange, says, um, I see that Tony and your, your dad, Tony, and your mom are, are in the audience. And, and uh, Tony, you must have something to say right now to Clayton. And the mob guy says uh, to Clayton, uh, no, I've got nothing to say because my wife said, if I don't have anything nice to say, don't say anything at all. Amazing. And then the wife, who's mic'd up right next to him, says, I didn't tell you that. 
she says she says i didn't tell you that because i have nothing nice to say either yeah now now Uh let's break let's let's break down that sentence right so i he says i don't have anything to say to this guy because my wife told me if i don't have anything nice to say don't say anything she says i didn't say that because i have nothing nice to say either right that right. doesn't make any sense. No, it doesn't. That, of course, it doesn't make any sense. She, yeah. she, she's not saying anything. Right. So, neither, neither so, are saying anything because neither has so nothing, she, anything nice to say. So she must have told him that. So it was just, <laughs> it was, a, it was a real, it was one of those things where like yeah. this is why like putting people who aren't on TV all the time, yes. them on live TV in the moment, they just start saying shit that makes no sense at all. But anyways, uh, thanks, thanks for John. Thanks to John Ramos for pointing. No, out no, 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 no. Ramos brought up this point. The oh. next, the next part is 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 the best. It's the it's the Nick Vile moment where Rachel says to him point blank, "Did you tell me you loved me that night of the fantasy suites so that you could sleep with me?" Yeah, that that to me is is the ultimate question because you never hear. First of all, you never hear that question on this show. Right. Um, you never hear it just so overt. Her dad is like 15 feet away. And, it, you know, any father of a daughter, when you hear that any insinuation that a guy fooled his daughter into sleeping with her, uh, you talk about getting your blood up. Like this this TV show is really fucking uh, pulling on all the cords here. Totally. Um, and Clayton is like, no, no, not at all. Not at all. I never meant to hurt you. And and he, he keeps saying, like, everything I said to you at that time, I meant. But if you think about it, let's break it down a little bit. Yeah. He told her that he loved her the night of overnights. He saved it. The whole narrative going into overnights was that Rachel was like, I need to hear it from Clayton. I need to hear something to accept overnights. And he saved it for the dinner before to say, I love you. So whether it was intentionally indirect or direct, he did tell her he loved her so yep. that he could sleep with her. That, yep. that, that's just true, no matter how much you deny it. Yes, of course. Of course he did. So um, I like that moment. That was great. And I got to thank John Ramos for, for pointing that out because I had almost forgotten it was a great Fantastic. part of the show. You yep. never hear that. You never hear that. So um, anyways, Jesse was like, well, thank you for uh, to both Gabby and Rachel for coming on and putting uh, putting Clayton on the hot seat. And uh, and then you're looking at your clock. My girlfriend is like, why is there 30 minutes still left in the show? Yeah. Like what could possibly be left? Um, we got to go back to Iceland and see what, how things happen with Susie. Yep. Dude, Susie puts a formal dress on. And this is a weird one. Insane. I I just thought we were waiting for Susie to have an to make up her mind, and then all of a sudden we're doing what the Bachelor does every season, and there's like a a proposal site with all these flowers and Bachelor candles, and there's a rose on a table, and Clayton is flashing a ring. Like I just thought we were waiting for her to make up her mind or whether or not she she wanted to maybe do something or not. But she shows up in a formal dress and he's in a tuxedo. Yep. It was just weird. So weird. I, like, why would what would she be thinking getting in the, the SUV in a formal dress 
going to the site when it they're was just tr- they're like, trying to shove a happy ending up our ass, Jason. Like this is like they do, they don't think that they're viewers think they think they can be spoon fed some bullshit fucking princess story and it's fucked it's bullshit so Susie gets there and i'm thinking why would she be in a gown and everything if she wasn't going to accept if she wasn't going to agree to continue so he goes into his spiel he flashes the um engagement ring that he picked out and he said this is how serious i am and to shock everybody, she says, um, you know, you're a real good guy and everything, and I appreciate you doing this, and I believe you, but I can't do this. I don't feel this way anymore. I don't feel this yeah. kind of love anymore. Yeah. She she uh, denies him in that yeah. moment. For yeah. whatever reason, she puts a formal gown on to go say no, which is just oh, really she, weird. She wanted to get the good at it. Maybe. Maybe that was mm-hmm. it. So, um you could say that she was uh, vindictive enough to be like, I'm going to put a full gown on and make it look like I'm going to accept and then not do it. But yep. I don't see that Susie having that in her. But anyways, so anyways, she literally leaves him in a, in a, she leaves in an SUV and he's just there literally in the rain, just completely um, shocked that he, he came to Iceland in love with three women. Unbelievable. And now he's got zero women. Yeah. Yeah. So they, go, three. so they go back to the LA studio and you're looking at your watch and you're like, why is there still 20 minutes left in the show? Um, Jesse Palmer on camera says, um, yet another twist. I, you know, it, something about like, uh, you know, Clayton left Iceland, uh, empty handed and love and, and nobody loves him or did they or whatever. So then he says, there's somebody here. Somebody reached out to Clayton right when the show ended, and she's here right now to talk to Clayton. Somebody. And the only person who knows who this is is Clayton. I don't know who this is. The only person who knows who this is is Clayton. Well, well, meanwhile, they they have backstage her walking back and forth and just showing her heels. So oh obviously, the, could it be? obviously the producers and the cameramen know who he, know who it is. So right, T- tons of saying, people know. <laughs> Jesse's saying, "I don't know who this is." It's complete bullshit. So, uh, anyways, the big reveal: fucking Susie walks out. Yeah. How great would it have been if it was somebody from like yeah. week two? And and they're exactly. like, look, it's 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 <laughs> like they introduce them on Bachelor in Paradise. You don't know who they are. They're like, oh my god, is that? Rebecca from week two's music. I can't believe it. And she comes like storming out and you're like, holy shit, it's Rebecca from week two. I didn't see this coming. So these two fucking people, Susie joins Clayton on the couch. I guess like as as soon as Clayton got home from Iceland, he uh, got a DM from her saying, if you'd like, I would like to talk to you. I'd like to have a conversation with you away from the show and he called her, and then they talked on the phone several times, and now they're moving in with each other. Moving and in? After all of all the shit that Clayton did to these women, after everything, the guy gets what he wants. It's It was no. a complete wah, no. wah. No. No, I hate everything about this. Everyone hates Clayton with good reason. Susie, I don't know what's in it for her because she probably knew she wasn't going to be the bachelorette. I think 
because the other two girls were jilted. And usually, you know, you, I mean, she was jilted too, but that two is more than one. So there was a double jilting on the other two. I don't know really what's in it for her other than like, you know, she's did pageants and stuff and maybe she figured or somebody got in her ear and said, Hey, look, the the best you can get out of this, like there could be a dancing with the stars in it for you. If you, (laughs) I'm serious. Like there's, they, they had to have floated something to her because when somebody fucks you over and I can tell you this from experience, your opinion of that person changes immediately and she there's no way that she all of a sudden is like oh i like you again and i'm not talking about him having sex with other girls i'm talking about the way he spoke to her after she shared her actual feelings there's just not i mean maybe there's coming back from that there wouldn't be for me but for her maybe there is i don't see it though i feel like there's that they they offered her something down the line for her that's worth it for her to be in a fake relationship with Clayton. That's all that's the only way I can rationalize this. I I honestly I honestly understand what you're saying, but I honestly think that he convinced her otherwise and yeah. she actually does love the dude. And that's what's weird Insane. about this. What's weird about this is that we had the most fucked up bachelor season and at the end of the day like they actually, there are two people in love with each other. Like, okay, this is this isn't some some um, some quest for fame or anything. Like, because she would have been more famous being the jilted one. She would have been more famous, like accepting the bachelorette. Like, she chose the path of most resistance. Because yeah. listen, listen, that of all the shows that we've watched, and we watched after the final rose, when everyone is usually so giddy for the new couple. Everybody in the audience, and I'm sure everyone watching at home felt the same way. Like we were disappointed in her. We were disappointed that they were a couple. Like we were rooting. Like this is the first like couple in the history of the Bachelor that we're rooting against happening because of him. Yeah. Like, so we're kind of disappointed in her, and and I I hope that she they prove us wrong, and maybe they're decent decent people or whatever. But like this was just a real downer of a way to end the the season. And then then of course they ended on the uh, positive note of announcing that the two jilted uh, women, uh, Rachel and Gabby are going to be co-bachelorettes. Unbelievable. No, no, I reject it. How does that happen? And according to, according to reality, Steve, they start filming the bachelorette next week, but the bachelorettes. I kind of need to talk to Reality Steve because what is the format? Is it is it thirty dudes are going to choose nah. between two women, yeah. and they're always going to be like? It seems like it. Are they going to be fighting over the same dude? Like how? What is the format? We've never seen anything like this, right? Because yeah. because yeah. the the season that I think Caitlin won or something, she started the season as a co bachelorette, but there was a process where she won out as the bachelorette or there was some kind of process. Yeah. We saw Tasha take over for, uh, for your girl in Sacramento. Yeah. Um, yeah. But we've, we've never seen a co subject, a co lead. So I don't know how this is going to play out. Um, yeah, it could be better. It, it, honestly, it could be better. Like the, it, I think it will be better because the bachelorette is real boring. Because it's too many dudes, 
dudes are not that interesting. If there's if there's two girls there, that's four times the fighting. That's that's all the guys fighting over two different chicks. It doubles up on it. It could make it a I mean, it's no pun intended. It it could make it make for a more interesting season. And I and I think Rachel and Gabby could be a good team. Now, my hope is that the bachelor producers who are ghouls, the true scum of the earth, despicable people. Yeah. Despicable human beings. The lot of them. My hope is that they don't angle to make Rachel and Gabby frenemies for this season to have suddenly have the two women who are the prizes of the, of the, game show not the contestants all of a sudden they're the contestants <laughs> because they both like the same fucking guy right that would right. be a problem it would be uh, and and so i'm interested to see what the format is if it my my final take on clayton here's my final take yeah um emotionally immature to say the least he was he's an idiot who doesn't have the experience with women in relationships to understand that what he did was wrong. Uh, he's not a bad guy. Like I, we always talk about, they, they've talked about this guy's intentions this whole time. It's like, I don't think he meant to do anything, any harm. He was just such an idiot and so naive that I feel bad for Susie that, I'm hoping at some point somebody gets to her and says, look, this guy's whatever he is, 25, 30, whatever he is. Yep. He's emotionally immature and this, he's not going to grow quickly. Like this isn't going to be a quick process. He, he's stunted somewhere and you're going to be with a, an emotional child for a long time. Are you willing to accept that? I don't know if it, maybe she's realized this, but anyways, um, a, a fascinating season of The Bachelor. I think it kind of reinvigorated people's interest in the show, yep. and just how dramatic it was. Yep. Um, and I, I'm glad it happened because there's a lot to talk about. Uh, but I, I hated the way it ended. I hated that he got he ended up getting in his way because if you treat certain people, if you treat people a certain way, you shouldn't be ultimately rewarded. In I the agree. End. So 100%. I was kind of pissed off. A hundred percent. I mean, he. He brought so little to this season, The Bachelor. He had no personality. He wore sweaters with zippers all the time, and then and then in the end, he showed it. He showed his true colors as a gaslighter, as a gaslighting, a piece of shit that wanted it all. And when he did, and pouted when he didn't get what he wanted. So fuck Clayton, fuck The Bachelor. But I will definitely be here when they start doing another season. Obviously. No doubt. It was a good season, dude. And uh, we got to get our guy, Reality Steve, on at some Absolutely. point as we, as we uh, re- re-kick this thing. Absolutely. We'll get him on. All right. Great job, as always, Jason. Great season for Jason Stewart. My name is Brian Beckner. This has been The Bachelor Lifestyle from theballerlifestyle.com. We'll see you next time. Balls deep so you can sleep with your third or fourth girl in a week We making a connection and falling in love We chilling in the mansion outside the hot tub We starting in LA and then we travel the world We toasting champagne, we got 32 girls Who gets a hometown and who's the most hated Who had the best date and who's getting eliminated We always speculating like you wouldn't believe But I 
I cheated, logged on to reality, Steve. So it's the bachelor lifestyle we living in. It's the ball of lifestyle we living in. It's the bachelor lifestyle we living in. It's the ball of lifestyle.